Okay. Awesome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this bullshit right here. I'm Tyler, your host, and today I'm joined by Ron, your other host. Hey, Ron. Hey there. Today we have a special guest host, uh, Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello, Ron and Tyler. How are you two doing today? Doing pretty well. Today we are going to talk about the movie Gaslight 2, Electric Boogaloo. I mean, we're going to talk about Carnival of Souls. So, Carnival of Souls is a choice by Kate for me to watch, uh, as opposed to some of these other ones we've done, which is uh, from Ron. So, um, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, this movie, uh, I was extremely worried about when I started it, because this film is a black and white film from 1962. It had a budget of about five dollars and a lot of special favors 1962 five dollars that's important oh well, that's yeah, true that's, 1962 that's, five dollars yeah it was practically a michael bay flick if it, if it cost that much back then. <laughs> uh the the movie opens up with a a drag race uh between a car full of guys and a car full of ladies oh, and uh, they had the yeah, you bet. I'm gonna pause you because I we, there we have law and order, and we, that's what we believe in on this show. Uh, so the synopsis of this movie. Oh, is 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 that? What, oh, my apologies. Is that yes. what you guys believe in on this show? This law and order. Yes, everything has a place and is in its place. Gotcha. We uh, bend down all the hatches and dot every T and cross every I. So, synopsis from IMDb, and you can tell me if this is <laughs> correct or not. Because, Kate, you are the expert here. Oh, am I? After a traumatic accident, a woman becomes drawn to a mysterious abandoned carnival. <clears throat> that's the movie, right? Oh, oh, oh that's it? That, yes. that, was the, that was the synopsis? Period. Um, yeah, I think we watched another movie. That That is the most <laughs> oversimplification of a movie I've heard in a really long time. It's like, if you were describing Alien, it would be like, woman goes to space and meets an alien. Yeah, that, what a terrible synopsis. Uh, the movie I watched was, you know, an, an independent woman... <clears throat> An independent woman in the early 60s, uh, sorry, an independent atheist woman in the early 60s uh, tries to survive a, uh, a conservative uh, male-dominated culture. And then there's also Carnival. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so there we have it. Uh, we watched a different movie by the same name, director, writer, actors, and key grips. Uh, but it opened up with just the some really bad ADR uh, recorded over this uh, outside action scene because they didn't have money for good ADR or to adequately mic people in to actually driving cars uh, outside. Like there was no, there was no studio where these were fake driving cars. They were just driving two cars slowly in this uh, off-road drag race. 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be painful if I just have to listen to ju- the this th- terrible ADR the entire time. Thankfully, the entire movie wasn't uh, outdoor recording shots. So at least there's that. Um, yeah. Man, that, that synopsis blows my mind. Uh, so everything goes poorly for... Uh, uh, the the ladies' car in this, and they get run off the they get run off a bridge in Kansas, um, and then our uh, our main character is the only survivor, and then she goes on a uh, she goes on a journey of just trying to play church organs without actually believing in God. <laughs> yeah, she she no, goes. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. She goes on a journey where she's trying to keep her job being a single woman who dates in the city and also running away from ghostly figures that haunt her in the night. Yep. Really yeah. simple. It's a really simple, just American girl story. No, and and I feel I feel her so much in a lot of ways uh, <laughs> because she's just shown up to work and just wants to work. But, like, people are expecting so much of her (laughs) and she's just like the entire movie just not having it yeah (laughs) and i called it gaslight to electric boogaloo because uh there there seems to be a fair amount of gaslighting with uh and and dismissing of what this woman seems to be going through versus what other what other people think she's going through uh, and there's also, she's just surrounded by the scummiest guy, surrounded by, there's only one guy, scummiest guy trying to hit there's, on her. There's more than one guy. There's a couple guys. In the movie. Several guys that are trying to hit on her? Well, that, I, I just meant there are more, there are more, there is more than that guy in the movie. Ah, yes. Oh, sure. I was just and thinking, uh. I would argue that the leader of the carnival is really after her, so... <laughs> yeah, but the carnival's not in this movie. <laughs> that's the that's the last, like, 30 seconds of this film that we can talk about uh, with, with that. I so, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it feels like 90% of this film is just uh, the trials and tribulations of uh, a single woman in Midwest America. Uh, and then also she sees dead people every once in a while, uh, or or strangely, uh, you know, seems to uh, be able to walk around without anybody seeing her or interacting with her. Just like little strange stuff. Uh, really, not really a bother. Maybe she's too stressed, uh, says the psych, uh, the psychiatrist that she. Uh... Oh, cat break. And so, like, I, it makes me wonder because this movie is is doing a lot of the things that movies have been doing since. It's like a, a, a character thinks that they are going mad. The world is telling uh, her that it's only her problem, but it's turning itself to be the things that she sees, the things that that are bothering her, are real. I wonder how this movie felt back in 1962. Because, like, because you know, it, now it feels kind of trite, but maybe it was very novel back then. Well, and it's 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 something like this movie does a lot of things that subsequent movies copied, and uh, 
multiple directors took took inspiration from it. So it has a feeling of familiar, but would have been quite new at the time. <laughs> um, I also got to say, like, I appreciate a movie that um, did not paint, like, seeking mental health care in a bad light. It, I mean... It doesn't, but it definitely it, makes the people that provide the mental health uh, care oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just monsters. Yes, yes. Uh, but, yeah, but that's true. because the monsters are real, right? <laughs> um, no, so but there's like loads of stuff in it that is strangely subversive for the time. Like it's totally okay to have mental health care. No one seems to be condemning her for being a woman living on her own. Like, but boy, will they condemn her for playing the wrong song in church? Well, I mean, she was hired to. Uh, uh, play church hymns and she uh, showed up with the Phantom of the Opera style organ music so immediately she is immediately bra- branded a uh, a godless heathen like, for daring to play yeah. Phantom of the Opera-esque it, music it, yeah, so, but at like, least no one like called her like a you know Jezebel or a slut or something you know like which I, is what I, I feel like a did. lot of other movies did they? I feel like the the lady that ran the Boarding house oh, the the boarding house. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that lady was. But the church wasn't. The church was just like, uh, you need to leave because we hired you to, <laughs> to specifically play these songs. This was the playlist. Well, the, and... the, everybody mean to her. Like, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but every, like maybe they weren't judgy, but everybody is so mean to the main character. Yes. The, the Whenever she gets caught playing music, caught, but whenever she is playing music that the like the preacher doesn't care for he runs up to the the, the, the crow's nest wherever she's playing tells her that's songs that's a song of Satan and you can't play here anymore because you've been demon touched like that's excessive now to be to be fair she was playing sheet music so it's not as if uh, there was like a supernatural element where Mm. The music was playing through her. Now she was playing it on purpose. Um, yeah, it was just in her collection. No, I think that that part of the reason why people are so mean to her is like the living world is rejecting her. At least that's how I always took it. So just like this was just an in, inhospitable place for her to be. I had not thought of it, but now that checks out. I, I, I really like this idea. I think that's doing a lot of work on the movie's behalf. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's that's a fantastic idea on it. Uh, because as we go through this, uh, as we go through the last uh, uh, 15 microseconds of the film, uh, she finds herself attracted to the, the <laughs> carnival uh, that's full of ghosts. I think we have to call it uh, full of uh, people with heavy uh, heavy eye makeup. Ghouls, uh, maybe? Ghouls dancing. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, everybody, it turns out she was dead all along. Um, spoiled it. Yes. No, it, and there's like several bits that are pretty like haunting, like towards the end, especially like where, you know, like they follow her footprints and they just disappear, you know, uh, and some of the some of the ghosts which i think we subsequently found out that like what was it like 10 minutes of ghost 
footage have been lost to time or something like oh, that? Oh, the vast majority of ghost yeah. footage was uh, overexposed forever uh, and never <laughs> to be recovered. So I had to... Uh, uh, I had to actually do a little bit of research on this film, and you've said some of it already, to, to figure out why on earth this would rec- was recommended to me. Because I couldn't get it. <laughs> um, it, was, it was extremely slow. Um, it was extremely low budget. And so, and I could not for the life of me figure out why this was, the, why this was um, recommended, even on this podcast. And apparently, it just... It, it inspired uh, yep. George Romero, yep. and I like zombie films, uh, or maybe not all zombie films, but like, you know, I like a good uh, Night of Living Dead, uh, and so it inspired horror things that I liked, while it itself is a horror movie, question mark, is that I... Oh, I was about to say I didn't particularly like this one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like this film, but it apparently inspired creators to make things that I did like using the the lessons learned. I what I did like about this film is all of the strange little tidbits behind it, like the fact that the reason why there's no Carnival of Souls in the Carnival of Souls is the majority of the shots were lost. Like the film was just gone and there's no way they're going to do it. Uh, and the city they filmed in funded most of the film. And they were apparently you're allowed to break a bridge as long as you pay for the repairs. So that bridge, at the beginning was actually broken by running a car off of it. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we'll fix that. Life. Like, oh my gosh. No, no we'll take care Can of you it. Just- and you know that that was not professional stunt people either. You know it was just like some people with an idea, and they're like, yeah, we can just do that. It'll be fine, right? <laughs> My cousin's got a tow truck. Right. Yeah, we'll just we'll just nudge this thing off of no, there. I, I 100% just like, I, f- I just feel like no one professional was involved in that at all. I just... <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that so, was, uh, in the opening, because there's that crashing at the opening movies, like, Oh, that's a real car they're throwing into the river. Yeah, it is 100%. Yeah, we're just going to ch- chuck this whole car into the river. Uh, I will say, actually, in the movie, uh, I did enjoy the scene, or scenes, I can't remember if there was more than one, of when she crosses over into, I don't know, the Shadow Realm, kind of the afterlife, uh, whatever you would call it, and she walks around the city with nobody being able to interact with her and mm-hmm. the change like they cut they cut pretty much all sound yeah uh from it other than sound from her and that that was enjoyable like it's like okay this is there's something here on this like I, I i like this and then finding out later that inspired so many other you know so many others I'm like oh well okay i i owe this movie thanks though i did not enjoy my time on it um <laughs> And I also recommended it because it, it does, like, for the, the reason you just said, it is inspiring so much of the things that you liked, or you like. Um, but it also is, like, pretty much always on, like, you know, if you, like, if you look at Horror Fest, you know, lineups for the movies and things like that, it's, all, like, it's usually always there. Um, and <laughs> it's just such a weird movie just to be, like, hang- it just keeps coming back and keep... You know, just keep hanging around, like, 
Um, and I think you, you can like just really see some things in like more modern horror movies from this, this film, including that scene you're talking about where like, you know, no one can see or hear her. I mean, we've all seen a horror movie where like the ghost or somebody's like, why can no one see me? You know, like just that whole sequence there. Um, I, I also gotta say, uh, this has the only uh, instance of somebody acting really, really crazy and somebody being like, you know what, I'm just gonna leave. Oh yeah, sleazy guy at the bar going like, ah, this is too much, I gotta go. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I just gotta, I've gotta bounce. I, I gotta go. Yeah, what we'd love to see a dude who's, who knows when to say no. Uh, he also was a real jerk about it though so oh no yeah he was yeah, oh he just was. a huge jerk he was like you and he was basically like you invited me up here and blah, blah just like meh yeah pretty much pretty hateful yeah uh so i'm gonna go ahead and say this inspired uh ghost with patrick swayze because it taught us that uh if you're dead and you believe hard enough uh you can absolutely interact with the real world until you can't hmm well, as long as no one found her body, no one knew she was dead, so, you know. Yeah, I'm also going to say it inspired uh, uh, David Lynch and those that would be like him. And that oh, yeah. No matter how, like, whatever you do, it never hurts to try as hard as you can in the last 30 minutes to throw as much to the screen as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as much as you can. So I have a I have a pocket theory actually, which I don't know if anyone else does about this movie. I have no uh, pocket theories about this movie. Oh, um, I think I think to a certain extent the main character is a lesbian, or meant to represent uh, lesbianism. Ooh, like a 1962, uh, not really, not really cool at Kinda. all. Lesbian. <laughs> Do you, do you think well, that's because she's coded that way, or is that something that you're pulling from? So I'm not I'm not pulling that from any sources. I I see that like she starts out the movie with uh you know three other women, you know, and they're they are doing a drag race, <laughs> uh, and just the way like she. The, honestly just the way she kind of treats men throughout the entire movie not necessarily like she hates them because you know like everybody's so mean to her but just you know like her rejection of religion and just sort of um, commitment to doing her own thing in a very kind of um, and uh, excuse me a very kind of uh, you know early feminist way of like I have my own job I live alone this sort of thing and also the world's rejection of her despite her just going on about her business hmm. so. no, I, I like that i like that as a theory um i think that's for me it's going to require a rewatch and oh yeah no <laughs> that will ever happen <laughs> uh it will be on uh it'll be on this bullshit right here a retrospective <laughs> uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to all three of the uh, actresses that were in the car during the drag race because apparently they were also, it, you know, it's also the era of like, it's not just the era, there's plenty of them, but, you know, they were just in the car, in the water for the hours of shooting in the water. 
And apparently that was not a great time uh, being stuck in water for hours in a car. Just a, just a river. Not just water. Just a river uh, for hours uh. doing shots in the car. Um, so shout out to all of them for being absolute troopers. Uh, because nobody else had to go through that except for maybe the uh, ghouls uh, on a wet beach with all the makeup. Yeah, that car doesn't that uh, the car doesn't come out. Somebody gets uh, salvage rights if they ever get it out of there. It's like, yeah, no, the we're just leaving this. The car is probably still there to this day. <laughs> the car was always there all along. <laughs> Spooky ghosts. All right. So. I do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, what's your, what do you have? I also appreciate watching this movie um, because they just do straight up like, you know, uh, what is it, cabinet of uh, Dr. Caligari makeup for all the ghosts. You know, just like the super gruesome pale and the dark eye, you know, like dark eyes. And you don't see uh, that that sort of uh, ghosty representation very much anymore, you know? Yeah, cor- um, corpse paint that um, Swedish death metal would be, or Swedish black metal would be very proud of. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely caked on. Because I honestly find it quite haunting. Um, I think that other people probably find it like that's too, like, kitschy. I don't know if that's the right word. Could be because it looks like it's, just... It's very stagecraft. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I don't know. But yeah. So, Tyler, Carnival Souls. Is it bullshit? <laughs> I'm I'm sad about this one, but this bullshit right here <laughs> is yeah. is something that I have to give a lot of thanks to, uh, but I would still never recommend anybody watch. Um because all of the things that I've said about, you know, this being like super low budget but inspired a bunch of people to do uh, stuff that I love. I can also just then shift that to the person who was inspired by it and almost say the same things about their movie with like Night of the Living Dead. Uh, shot, what, in a weekend? A long weekend at a house? Something uh, like that, That yeah. inspired uh, hundreds, thousands <clears throat> of movies. So I have to think this one, I would never, ever say, hey, you all should go watch this. Uh, you'd have to, you, you'd have to find it on your own. I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. It's also, I mean, it also goes back to just because something is the original of something, and it's, you know, like you said, inspired, doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Right. Uh, we've gotten re- we've gotten better. Yeah, we've just yeah. gotten better at things, and we've gotten better at things that this movie does. Uh, so I give it, I give this bullshit thanks uh, for for the things that it started, uh, and I would never recommend it to anybody. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, next week we have a uh, we have two another weeks. special guest episode. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, in two weeks we have a uh, special viewing of Chrome. Is it a a very special episode where we'll learn? You know, we'll learn uh... that uh, I too can harm people by recommending movies to them. <laughs> That's what we will learn uh, with the next episode, uh, starring Chrome. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Uh, Everybody say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Take care.